one of millions of people throughout the world who are affected by addiction. It's a disease that touches individuals and everybody in their lives. Welcome to Shattering the Stigma with Mama Dukes and Son Frankie. This is a whole person and whole family issue and needs to be tackled together in order to successfully beat this. Now, here's Mama Dukes and Frankie. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Shattering the Stigma. Um, Hello, everybody. Glad you guys could all join us this week. This is Frank and Mama Dukes, and uh, today on the show, we got uh, our boy... Our, our buddy, the big killer gorilla, the free thinker, the silverback, Steve Verona. Hey, everybody. Let's talk about what Steve does. And uh, Steve, Steve's been with us for a while, man. Steve's been a friend of mine now for about going on five years. Yeah. And uh, Steve's family to us, as well as watches the dogs. He's a chauffeur back and forth to the airport but his biggest asset is steve tell him how many years sober you got uh this uh, this august uh, just going i celebrated 18 years wow. 18 years so a lot of wisdom there and uh he's on facebook all the time answering questions putting up posts and there to help as well as the rest of us so um why don't we so earlier today, um, you know, uh, one thing I wanted to talk about a little bit today was, um, you know, uh, knowing what treatment centers and how to pick a good treatment center for uh, for your family member or yourself. Um, you know, earlier today we were uh, went to go get some pizza, my mom, Steve, and I, and actually seen a uh, an IOP being rated. Um, and it's actually one that we thought was somewhat up to par. Um, we don't exactly know. But, you know, what's going on, there's a big crackdown down here in South Florida with uh, sober homes. There's a task force and a, and a lot of things going on just uh, with what these places are doing to actually get their clients in there and keep them in there and stuff like that. So, um, well, we got Steve on here. I know Steve's kind of like us. He does a lot of investigating in this stuff. Uh, Steve... What would you say uh, for families and, uh, you know, addicts to look into when you're looking into a treatment center, how to know how to know what you're getting into as far as uh, picking a place that's safe and ethical? Um, first of all, I would uh, I would get a hold of uh, Fuck Aaron Foundation, to be quite honest. Um, one thing that people can do on their own is to head to the Internet. And if you're interested in a certain facility, it looks good. Anybody, any facility out there can put up a really flash website. Um, the Better Business Bureau is something that is a mark that you can put on a website um, for a business that you can pay for. It's not really something that you earn. Um, so going and taking a look at or typing in the name of the, the, uh, the facility and let's just for the sake of argument, um, let's say um, Shining Cloud Recovery center you would put into the search engine shining cloud recovery center complaints or shining cloud recovery center fraud um and you might get some good information uh hopefully that indicates that it's a good facility um but you may find out other things that you may want to investigate further good point the other thing is you know we always well first let's give a shout out to nicole lucas she's doing a magnificent job down here um you know, trying to get a grasp on all of this and working her butt off. And we're always 
sharing information with her. If you're ever in doubt and you don't know something about a facility, feel free to reach out to us. We would let you know what we know about them. We would do some investigating for you if we don't know about them and just reach out and find out other people that have been there and, and what they've got to say about it. So um, you can reach us at 419-971-KICK for that. 419-971. You know, also, if you're, in a, if you're in a sober home or you're in an IOP or something like that and uh, you feel like something there is not right and you're listening, uh, maybe, you know, people are being paid to uh, bring other people there or you're being paid to be there. Um, or maybe you're seeing some stuff come up on your insurance that you're billed for uh, that you've never done. Um, if you have questions like that or uh, if you feel like you're uh, you know, in a faulty uh, flop house, to say the least, um, give us a call and let us uh, look into it for you and you know, try to help find something better for you because there are a lot of places out here uh, that are doing the right thing and you can give us a call on 419-971-KICK. The sad thing is, you know, some people can be predatory, and when you're an addict, you already got enough things going on, and you don't need a family member at home thinking you're in a good, safe place and you're allowed to use still, and basically family thinks you're in a good spot and you're still doing the same thing you were doing at home. And it's also a big thing that they do is ask you to just go in two weeks, and then, you know, we'll take you somewhere else. So at any rate, enough on that. We don't want to bog you down with that but we also want to make sure you're safe and in the right type of places and getting the help that you need you've made that big decision to reach out and get help so it's important that you're in a good safe place amen so steve give us some insight as to when you were using some of the things that brought you to the conclusion that you needed to make some changes um, I used to say that I was I was clean and sober by the grace of God and the Bogotá Police Department. Um, I actually got a I was I got arrested and part of my I got arrested for possession of marijuana and uh, carrying concealed weapon. And part of my probation was to go to um, AA meetings. Well, I'm sorry, NA meetings because it was a drug charge. Sent me to NA meetings, and for some reason or another, I never really. I never really associated myself well in NA. I never really, I never really clicked with NA. Um, a lot of my family were raging alcoholics. So after a few weeks, I had to go into these meetings, get my paper signed, and I went back to the probation officer, and she said, oh, how's it going? And uh, I said, Listen, is there anything else I can do besides so these meetings? And she said, well, how about I try AA? So I ended up going to AA meetings, and I felt a bit more welcome. And I and I recently started to take a look at this, and I think it's because I felt more at home because I was around alcoholics. But these alcoholics were in recovery, Got it. and they weren't screaming at each other, and they weren't throwing, <laughs> sticking each other in the, in the hands with uh, forks at the dinner table and everything. Um, and they weren't. Well, it depends on what where you're going to meetings. At, oh yeah, you know? yeah. You go to the Central House uh, Thanksgiving meal. It didn't get kind of rowdy, but it's uh, it's a good rowdy. But I. Uh, I tried uh, to really fit into AA, and I felt more at home. And I I did a lot of my drug of choice was heroin. My method was smoking and occasional snorting it. Um, my mother was a nurse for a very long time, and 
I always had a fear of needles. And towards the end of my using, I was considering that way. And the universe intervened. And I, I, I feel very strongly that I, I dodged a bullet there for me. Because the way that I was using, I absolutely would have gone over the top. Well, you know, they say some people get arrested and some people get rescued. Yeah. It sounds like uh, Very true. that was your case. So, you know, one point you brought up was NA wasn't the thing for you, but um, AA worked. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what I hear out of that is there's not a right answer for everybody. It's not a cookie-cutter recovery. Right. So if you go to NA and that doesn't work for you, or HA right. or AA, don't be afraid to go to a different type of meeting. Exactly. And don't be afraid to go to different meetings within those same organizations until you find somewhere where you're feeling comfortable. Would, would you say that's a big key thing? I think it is. Um, the whole idea of recovery is abstinence from whatever substance or behavior that was that had control over our lives. And at some point, it's like we talk about bottom. What is bottom? And bottom for me is whatever point you can no longer tolerate the negative effects of your behavior or using. And for some people, the bottom might be high, some people the bottom might be low, but at, at some point, you're gonna come to enough is enough. Um, the, the different <clears throat> ways of getting into recovery and of recovery I look at it as ice cream. There's 31 different flavors classically. Oh, I think there's more. There are more. There, there, there are plenty more. But it's all ice cream. It's like your your way might be five plus two. Frankie's way might be six plus one. Mine might be three minus nine. Uh, nine minus three. But it all comes out to the same number. It's all different routes to get to the same outcome, which is better. Yeah, I mean, I know people that do, uh, you know, I'm not really knowledgeable of smart recovery. I believe we're going to have a guy on here that actually does smart recovery uh, in a couple of weeks. But I know people that do that, uh, people that take the religious approach, man, and they just go to church. Uh, you know, celebrate people that another type yeah, celebrate recovery. Uh, they have their own uh, little step system. Um, you know, people get into like uh, against the stream, Dharma punks. Uh, meditation groups man there's a lot of different uh, a lot of different ways and just getting out there and you know find finding what works for you and the good thing is while you're looking what works for you um, you're out doing something to stay sober and not out doing what destroys you so one, one of the things I look at is is since finding whatever method you feel comfortable with is your life of a better quality are you doing good for yourself and for other people if the answer is yes then you know what keep going do what's working for you, exactly. and if it's working, keep doing it. Exactly. Good message. Awesome message. Um, you know, we have a Facebook, Fuck Heroin Foundation. We reach about 4 million people. We have a lot of insight, a lot of different things to offer on there as far as hope for families, um, information for the addict, what's going on in the news. We'll put up there different beds that are open in different states for people with Medicaid. So, um, you know, take the time, take a look at the page, Fuck Heroin Foundation, like us. We'd really like to also know um, how many of our listeners um, are out there, are familiar with the page, or actually go on and uh, check out the page. So if you're out there and you're listening, go on Fuck Heroin Foundation, 
um, and uh, like and comment and say that you heard you know you heard us on the radio, and uh, somebody will private message you. We'd like to send you out a little uh, early Christmas gift, if you will. We're uh, getting ready to go to a break. When we come back, we've got Mal Peltz, a, a dear friend of ours, um, as well as very knowledgeable in this field. So um, stick with us, and we'll be back here in a few minutes. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. If you're busy, stressed, and can't ever seem to find the time to add in those new healthy habits, you need to check out Lisa Lutan's busy, stressed, and food-obsessed show. This program will help you discover easy ways to improve your health and happiness. Plus, you will pick up all sorts of tips on better eating, fitness, relationships, how to manage stress, and a lot more. You'll feel yourself becoming healthier just by tuning in. Listen live every Thursday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. What causes us to be sick? We're not talking about the actual illness or the scientific cause of illnesses. We're talking about your body and health. Listen for the healing whisper of Return to Peace. Each week, host Dr. Marianne Chase shows you how to listen to your heart to identify poor health, stress, and disease. You'll learn how to heal energetically and spiritually as well as physically. It's time to depend less on the drugs and more on the heart. The Healing Whisper airs live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned into Shattering the Stigma with Frankie and Mama Dukes. Reach out to us on the show today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also drop us a line at Leisha1120 at gmail.com. That's L-E-S-H-A-1120 at gmail.com. Now, back to Shattering the Stigma. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Thanks for being with us this afternoon. What's up, everybody? Here with Frankie, myself, Mama Dukes. We've got Steve from Fuck Heroin Foundation with us, as well as Mal, our guest. Say hello, Mal. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? Hey, Mal. How doing you doing really today? Good. How's it going, man? Good. Very well. Good. Right on, Mal. So, um, you are at uh, Phoenix Resolutions in Port St. Lucie. We've known you for a long time. Um, been coming up there and uh, visiting you guys for the last couple weeks, man. Seems like a really good program. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what you do there? Yeah, we treat, um, you know, substance, drug, and alcohol abuse, obviously, and, and some other cold cutting disorders. Um, we have a capacity of 45 beds. Uh, South Florida model. We also have an outpatient detox, which is pretty unique. Um, clients can start off in detox for seven days and then continue to our PHP and IOP and OP programs. Um, nice. We're in the process right now of introducing some new... I don't want to say too much about it while we're still um, 
creating the program, but we have some very, very unique and new ideas for the junior field. Uh, you know, um, some things that have been used in, in other areas for a long time, and we're about to introduce them into our facility. Um, a couple of our staff have uh, participated in some of the um, uh, teachings and trainings, and, and we're really, really excited about it. Um, yeah, I can't wait till we can tell them what that is. It's, I think yeah, it's. Me uh, too. Me too. <laughs> I think it's one of the things that uh, it's going to be part of the the new way that uh, a, another facet to recovery. Absolutely. You know, there's been there's been a lot of studies on it. So it's worked it, and um, I, I hate I hate doing this because I really want to tell you, but it's, it's it has a lot. It's 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 an evidence based practice. It's you know, the, uh, the government supports and. Um, you know, we hope to be the first one to uh, to uh, really introduce it into the into the primary uh, treatment plan of, of for for drug and alcohol addiction. You know. So, so, you know, Mel, I've known you for a while, uh, not by face, by phone for quite a while until we met about a year ago in person. But mm-hmm. uh, I can remember calling you and having to talk to you about Frankie, and you know, I always felt better when I got off the phone with you you know he was going through some struggles and you were really supportive and had a lot of insight as well as you know you're a recovering addict yourself why don't you uh, give the audience a little insight as to your background how you got where you're at and why you do what you do okay well thank you I appreciate the, the nice nice words um see so yeah, I got into this field about 2004 I think I started in this field over in Israel is actually where I got my um, certification. I stayed there working with uh, uh, post high school youth, uh, religious youth, act, religious youth actually. And um, primarily, you know, I, I thought that you know there was drug and alcohol too, but I got a lot into um, sex and love addiction, and that's what I ended up doing my clinical training in when I was uh, after I graduated, uh, got my master's. Um, anyway, there's a lot of similarities between the two 12-step programs and then, you know, the focus on the addiction and low self-esteem and, and all the different issues that, that come along with any type of addiction. Um, and that's basically what I've been doing for the past, you know, since 2004. Um, I was a therapist for a long time, family therapist, and uh, in the past year or so I've been uh, creating programs and helping programs to uh, re- rebrand and, and to get off their feet, you know, and, and offer some new uh, options in addiction treatment, you know, um, as myself, like you mentioned, I'm a recovering person, so as myself too, I'm, I believe in total abstinence, and the field has gone, you know, in certain areas towards maintenance in this, and, and I think that there's a lot of other options, you know, including 12-step uh, recovery, which is, you know, the, the essential piece. There's other things that we can add to it where we don't have to uh, resort to medication, which is where the field, unfortunately, is going. Um, yeah. That's kind of what I mentioned in the beginning. Um, and myself, you know, I, I grew up, I grew up, uh, like, like a lot of people, you know, I came from a, a great family and, uh, just got into drugs real young and, and kind of took off. And, and, uh, when I got sober, I decided that I wanted to get into this field, you know, and, and try to help other people. And it just has worked out for me. Thank God. You know, so back then, what would you say was your, your changing highlight? Everybody has like an aha moment or something. What what was it back in the day that made you decide that you it was time to get sober? You know, I think I, I think initially it was I ran out of money and that wasn't enough. <laughs> and then like the second time, you know, it, it took times. I think that the emotional bottom was 
was the lowest. You know, thank God I never had to, like, go on the streets or, like, live, you know, and that's just not my experience. But I, I heard a speaker once talking about it, and he says that everyone has different, you know, bottoms as far as uh, what happens to them, you know, whether it be living on the street or whether it be having to do things that you don't, you know, necessarily uh, that are below you, so to speak, or demoralizing to you. And he said, basically, we all have the same bottom. That's when you reach out for help. And I think that that's just what happened. I, I, I was done. I was, I was finished. I had enough suffering, you know, internally. I would lost enough uh, things. I would lost enough people. I think that's really what it was. When I started losing people, you know, and all my friends from high school were, were gone. They were dead, you know, except for one friend. I have a friend. He has 14 years. Um, still speak to him. We're like the only two left. You know, from the people I went to the prom with and the people I grew up and the people got high with. My best friend from high school overdosed in 2004. My roommate from college overdosed in 2008, or actually earlier in 2002. I just kept losing people. And, um, you know, myself, I overdosed a number of times, and I think I just had enough at a certain point. Yeah, that's a lot of what did it for me, too, man, is... Uh you know, when I started to realize that everyone that I started doing doing this with, man, is no longer here. And then when I started getting sober, the few that were left, uh, unfortunately, had passed on too, man. And uh, yeah, you know, now it's like I'm the I'm the last one. Um, you know, me and then a, a buddy of mine that that is actually he's actually in your facility right now. You know, we're like the last two of the group of people that you know we used to run with growing up, man. Sure. I remember, too, I, I remember when I, you know, just speaking of, because I know what you're referring to, um, uh, Frankie and I, I don't know if, I, if, if I'm embarrassed of, but I'm saying, like, I'm dead tour. I remember being on dead tour and then after on fish tour in the late 90s, and, and uh, people were dropping dead even then, you know? And that oh, yeah. was, like, the first time I went to dream when I was, like, 18, 19 years old, you know? And because uh, I saw it. I saw people die. Like, people were dying. It wasn't, like, fun anymore. It, it had passed the point, and that's at least I could tell you that, and Frankie, that, that's when... That's when it started to become problematic, when it wasn't fun anymore, when there was diminishing returns, when the cost of getting high, the cost of using, was, was not worth the suffering that came with it. That three, four seconds or just going to get, when that would be the high, or just that initial taking of whatever chemical I was taking, and that was it, and the rest was just suffering, you know? And I always say to, like, clients, you know, that, that no matter what I do, I'm always, if I use, I will always end up by myself, in a room, running out of drugs. That's always how it ends. Because no matter how much I'm going to have, I'm always going to be running out. It's never enough. You know, and we know that. That's, it's never enough. So, part of, uh, part of what we're going to introduce here has to do with that. And in addition to, in addition to um, uh, 12-step programming, which teaches you to look internally for the answer, this is kind of what our program is, is, is edging towards. Um, I can share, you know what, I can share a little bit about, we are going to introduce some type of um, uh, supplements. There's a lot of really good, naturally occurring, non-addictive uh, supplements out there, certain amino acids, certain nootropics that have been introduced lately and that are proving very successful that aren't going to harm people. Actually, some of them can help to repair some of the damage that we've done to our brains through using drugs and alcohol over the years. So That's like, really uh, there's one stuff. thing out there, it's called... Uh opioids some you know it's uh basically it, it helps you get through post-acute withdrawal sooner i see it advertised a lot um are you talking about oh, really? like supplements like that or i think it's called like opioid rx or something like that i have to check it out i'm sure it's probably like a i mean i'm not sure but it's probably like a blend of certain things 
I mean, there's certain tropics like Nopep and, and um, certain race cans and, and amino acids like L-theanine. We could talk about D-L-phenylalanine and certain ones that are, that are famous, that are known. Um, choline, terpeno, but there's, there's a lot of different ones out there that aren't, there, it's not anything I'm, we're introducing secretly, you know, these are things that are out there. It's just incorporating it into treatment, I think, is a big deal. It's going to make a big difference for a lot of people, you know. So you know, I've always been, um, other, I have a book with all the different herbs and things in it, and I've always been intrigued, and I always try to try natural routes, and so many people don't realize those natural supplements, what they can do to help with many different things. So I'm, I'm really excited about what's going on with this. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's so true. You know, I think that that's it. It's not that they're not available, it's that people are knowledgeable, you know, and we're just used to taking whatever the doctor prescribes us, you know, as far as like a, just a normal pharmaceutical, you know, uh, uh, medicine. And that's not, you know, it doesn't have to be the case, you know, so... That's true, man. I mean, like they say, you know, doctors don't create cures, they create clients. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that's another thing, too, I, I should mention about Phoenix, that we want to stand out and, and be different in that aspect. Like, we want to give clients, and we, we want to be the one that's taught, you know, in South Florida, you have so many different options, you know, and we want to be something different. You know what I mean? We want to introduce something that... When you leave treatment, you could take with you. You know what I mean? Because really, treatment is the first line of defense. You come to treatment and you learn, okay, you get a break from your family. Your family gets a break from you. And you learn how to, okay, this is what I need to do. I get 12 steps. I got to work on trauma. I got to, you know, look at the things in my past. Those certain things um, that, that got me to where I am today. Maybe some unresolved conflict, you know, unresolved trauma, um, relationships that are messed up. Okay, and then you leave after 30, 60, 90 days, six months, whatever it is, and you're on your own. So there is 12-step recovery. Obviously, there's some other options, too. Um, but we want something that no matter where you are, no matter, even by yourself, you'll be able to, to uh, if that moment comes, that you'll be able to self-regulate. And yeah, man, that's something we were talking about uh, right before you got on the, on the uh, line with Steve here, man, is, uh, you know, there's a lot of different, a lot of different options, man. I know uh, you're a lot like me. Um, you work 12 steps, man, but... Uh, you know, with uh, with the way the epidemic's spiraling out of control, you know, I'm starting to I'm starting to realize and learn that a lot of there is a different a lot of different approaches for uh, different people, man. And you know, uh, what works for me might not work for you. Um, true. You know, um, very true. As uh, you know, I know I spoke to you a few years, maybe two years ago, about this, and uh, you know, at that time we were both pretty much you know anti anti-maintenance and uh you know 12 steps or nothing man and um and in the last year my mind and my attitudes changed towards that um would you say you've uh, started leaning the other way as well are you asking oh, i'm sorry are you talking to me or steve i'm sorry frankie to you to you oh okay I, look i look I, I went i remember i went to training about four years ago three or three or four years ago in pittsburgh and and the you know we were talking about methanol maintenance, and I was so I was like, oh, it's terrible. You're saying that people can't can't get sober, and what is you know we have millions of people who've stayed sober for a long time and using twelve steps. And she said, you know what? She said I thought that too, just like you were talking about. She said, but I saw a woman who came to speak at a conference or at a, at a presentation, and she had done well. She had been on methadone maintenance for a year. She had a job. She took care of her kids. She said it was the only way that she was able to function. And I, I don't necessarily think that it should be the first line of defense. Okay, let's get everyone on maintenance. And, and to tell you the truth, the box is a little bit better. 
Um, it, it is better. Uh, the issue is... Hold, hold on one second, Mel. Don't, I don't mean to cut you off, but uh, we, we do got to go to break. And uh, we'll pick up right here where we left off uh, right after this break. Okay, stay tuned, right. guys. Sounds good. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are tuned into Shattering the Stigma with Frankie and Mama Dukes. Reach out to us on the show today at 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also drop us a line at Leisha1120 at gmail.com. That's L E S H A 1120 at gmail.com. Now, back to Shattering the Stigma. Hey guys, welcome back. It's Frankie with Mama Dukes, and uh, we're shattering the stigma. And, um, you know, we have uh, Mel Peltz uh, from Phoenix Resolutions in Port St. Lucie, as well as our good friend uh, and uh, also team member at Fuck Heroin Foundation, Steve Rona, here today. And, um, you know, before we went to break, uh, we were talking a little bit about, you know, different forms of uh, recovery, uh, whether it be, you know, medical assisted treatment, uh, smart recovery, you know, um, uh, against the stream, uh, rebel recovery, whatever it is. And, um, you know, we were, sp- we were speaking on that a little bit before and uh, we we're going to pick back up on that. But anyways, um, what's, uh, what's your opinion on some of those and some of the stigma that's added to different types of, uh, you know, added to different types of recovery? I mean, look, oh. I, I don't have much experience with it, where, you know, outside of that. I, a little bit in smart recovery. I know that uh, moderation management didn't work out so well for that, you know, uh, uh, form. Um, the thing is with addiction, and I think that once you, 
my experience, personally, my personal experience and working with clients for these many years, it's like once you start with something, it's hard to, it's hard to say, oh, well, I can't take something else. It's like you open that door and, uh, and you let other things in. As far as other recovery programs, look, whatever works. Whatever works for you, if church works for you, if smart recovery, that's excellent. I, I just, the abstinence thing I have trouble with. And like we were, we're not being abstinent. And we were talking about before, there are certain cases, you know, but it also has to be accompanied by therapy. It has to be accompanied by uh, constant, you know, working towards something, some type of goal where you can be functional. You know, having someone on suboxone maintenance for six years, I mean, what are they accomplishing things in six years? Then, okay, then it might be a good idea. If they're not, and they're still at the same place six years later, then we really need to take a look at that type of treatment. And, and I'm not the, you know, certainly if Hazelman and these huge um, treatment centers have been around for a long time, we're starting to introduce it. So there's, there is research backing up, and there is some success. But in general, uh, I'm more of an abstinence-based person. And 12 Steps has been the most successful um, for a lot of people. But, you know, we'll see what the future brings. A lot of things are happening. There's a lot of new research out there, and, and uh, we will, we'll see. We'll see what happens with, with what we're about to introduce. You know, it's, it's, and it's an alternative way to, to recover. So, Absolutely, man. Steve, you wanted to say something about that? Yeah, I, uh, in, in uh, 98, I married a British girl. In 99, I moved to England, and I... I Got a job with a, a, a charity to develop the first ever drug and alcohol intervention for juveniles in the prison service in England. And I did that and I managed it for five years. One of the things I found out when I was developing that program was there, there was a very distinct European and British model that was based around risk reduction and harm minimization. And coming from a back, uh, a 12 step abstinence based background, personally and professionally it took me a good two years to wrap my head around well if you're if you're shooting three bags a day try to shoot one and a half mm. or if you're drinking a 24 pack a day try to drink a 12 and what I found was that it, this was actually based on um, best practice with programs in Italy and in Norway and uh, some of the Scandinavian countries, and but it had to be backed with clinical uh, counseling. Yeah. With the ultimate goal of being abstinence, um, and again, like, like Mel was saying, I, I'm, I'm an abstinence boy, you know, I, that, that's where I'm from, but again, there are many different modalities to, there are many different roads to the same destination. You know, the only the only issue that always keeps coming to mind for me when it comes to maintenance, you know, the alternative, the person dying, obviously, is it's the better of the two choices. Um, but so many people, families, and sometimes even the addicts have this idea that, like, it's a magic pill or it's a magic cure. Yeah. And they don't go on and they don't do therapy and they don't work a program and they don't do any of the things that need to come with it or I deal with a lot of parents that you know I don't understand my sons or daughters still getting high but they're getting that Vivitrol shot or they they take uh, Suboxone and you know when it comes to Suboxone it's so easily abused sometime if that person is not ready the streets are flooded with it it's a new drug out there 
when it comes to any of those things, you know, at least for me, I feel the Vivitrol shot is best because it's taking a lot of the control out of the addict's hands. But then you see a lot that turn to other, you know, crack, crystal meth. It's only blocking opiates. And, and, and a lot of people don't understand that. So I would really encourage anyone that has an addict that is taking maintenance um, medications and the addict themselves, look at look at what it's doing to your body. Look at the withdrawals you may go through and look at the statistics if you're not working a program with it, how long it's really going to work. You know, so if, if you are out there taking maintenance and doing maintenance, you know, at least work a solid pro- program and have an idea in mind. Um, you know, I used to deal with a lot of kids that they were down to maybe an eighth of a strip of Suboxone, and it was really mind over matter. So much of that was in their head that they thought that was the cure that was keeping them going, and they didn't need that anymore. Sometimes you need that little blanket or whatever it is uh, for your mind to think that... Like a crutch. Yeah, that it's that it's mm-hmm. helping you not use. You know, coming up on the holidays, it's a big time where people have problems, you know, being away from home or maybe being disowned or no longer welcome around family where a lot of people use more, go back out on the street sometimes. You know, what are some things you would encourage, Steve and Mel, to people um, about through the holidays? Look, I think that, that, you know, and Steve, I feel like like Steve... Would, would would agree with this too, and, and you guys as well. Like a, a component that's that's been introduced but not enough into treatment um, is family programming and family therapy. It's there, but I think that so much of everything revolves around where the person is going to and where they're coming from, and how they got the treatment involves that too, and how they're going to stay sober is going to involve the family as well. Um, people out there now who are you know, using around the holidays, be careful, I mean, because people die, like, people die around these times more than other times. So I'm thinking of a client who died, you know, Christmas Eve last year, where I'd, he'd been to, I'd been to, worked at two different facilities, he'd been my client seven times, you know, mm-hmm. um, and just, like, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and, you know, a lot of emotions come up. I mean, that, that's the thing, if you're in the program, you know, really strong in the meetings, really strong with your supports at this time. If you're not, you, I mean, what can we say? You need to be very careful. You know, if you're in treatment, stay. You know, your family will appreciate you alive for next Christmas or next New Year's or whatever holiday celebrate um, rather and have you in treatment this year than to have you nowhere next year. You know what I mean? Because if yeah. you think about it, Frankie, and I know you can relate to this too, right? If it, it, it didn't matter if it was Christmas or Tuesday. We were getting high. You know what I mean? When we really think about it. You know, oh, especially if it was Christmas on a Tuesday. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so you know, we have to think, look, it's a day. We can appreciate the fact that we're sober for another day and, and you know, let our families know that, that, that uh, we care about them and we're doing the right thing. And I think that a lot of times, you know, with that strong family therapy program, with that strong connection with the therapist and the interaction and the office and stuff, we can let them know, look, this is the best thing for me Yeah, right that's, now. that's where I think you hit the nail on the head, Mel, was where you said, uh, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head where you said that, um, 
you know, for families, you know, if, you, if you're worried about not being there with your family, you know, you're giving them the best gift by being in sober living or being in treatment or wherever it is that you're at, you know what I mean? Because um, mm-hmm. that was a big thing for me, you know, I know that there's holidays where, you know, I was in treatment or I wasn't able to come home for sober living. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, like, yeah, I was bummed out, but I knew that I was in the absolute best place and I was giving my family, um, the gift of me being alive and that peace of mind and them not worrying about if they can leave their, you know, if they can leave their purses out for Christmas or not, if I'm going to go through their shit. What do you think, Steve? Um, in, in, in my travels through my own personal journey, uh, recovery and through, Knowing and working with a lot of people, I found that there are three things that significantly affect addicts um, or anybody in recovery. Uh, one is money issues, two is relationships, and three is anniversaries. And anniversaries mm. meaning the annual celebration or remembrance of an event. And for me, that encompasses holidays. Um, holidays usually mean family. And for addicts, family is a major, major emotional issue. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of the negative emotions, guilt, shame, anger, rage. A lot of that comes up. Um, and what I found is that with and Mel's right. Yeah, I mean the old saying, you know, it's a family disease. You know, the whole family is, is affected. Um, and <clears throat> my advice would be, is if you have to go to, you know, we have the right. We have the right to say no. You know, hey, yeah. you want to go? No, no, I'm good. I got other. I got. I'm good. You know, it, but if we have to go to these family events, see if somebody in your circle of support can go with you. Get a plus one. Bring a you know, bring a sober wing there. Um, mm. Hit a meeting before. Hit a meeting after. You know, debrief with a sponsor. We're getting ready to go to break. I want to uh, share something with you. This Saturday, Frankie and I will be up in Port Clinton, Ohio, mm-hmm. doing a, a huge event um, along with Kelly Mangold with the uh, KT's project and uh, she was a guest with us last week she lost her son on October 19th and some of the things that um, we were able to share and bring to light with her were the Good Samaritan Act, Casey's Law a lot of different things so you know if you're in the Ohio area it's at JT's Cafe 1871 Northeast Catawba Road in Port Clinton. We'd love to see you there. I guarantee you're going to walk away with a lot of knowledge and some insight on ways to help an addict as well as if you are an addict, some resources. And, so, and when we come back from break, I also just want to uh, touch up on the other side of uh, with the holidays for families. And uh, since the name of the show is sh- uh, Shattering the Stigma, I want to talk about a little bit about not stigmatizing our loved one and uh, how to deal with our, our family members in a positive way over the holiday. But we'll talk to you guys after break. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with hosts Nancy Karala and Dr. Chandra Bali Ghosh. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and the founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. And Dr. Ghosh is the chairperson of research and development for the C. diff Foundation. Together with their guests, we'll explore infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Tune in to Happy and Healthy Living with Darlene Godwin to better understand the why on how you feel and find the right therapies, treatments, and programs to bring healing to the mind, body, and spirit. You can live a better life at any age. It's not just a temporary fix. Rather, it's a permanent, healthy lifestyle. Happy and Healthy Living with Darlene Godwin is broadcast live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. tuned into Shattering the Stigma with Frankie and Mama Dukes. Reach out to us on the show today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also drop us a line at Leisha1120 at gmail.com. That's L-E-S-H-A-1120 at gmail.com. Now, back to Shattering the Stigma. Hey guys, welcome back to Shattering the Stigma. It's Frankie, and I'm here with uh, Mama Dukes, hey Mel, guys. and uh, Steve. Hey. And uh, before we continue, I just wanted to talk a little bit real quick about, uh, you know, December 18th, if you guys are in uh, sober living down here in South Florida, or new in recovery, or even been in recovery for a while, um, you know, we're going to be teaming up with... Uh, you know, Fuck Heroin Foundation is teaming up with uh, RAW and a couple local treatment centers uh, here in South Florida. And we're going to um, be doing a overdose awareness walk as well as uh, we're doing a blessing bag drive where people can bring in, um, you know, gift cards, hygiene products, clean socks, stuff like that. And we're going to go out and pass them out to uh, homeless addicts in our community, let them know that they're loved for the holidays. Um, there's also going to be live performances from Joe Nestor, uh, Bobble, and Jenna Nicole, as well as uh, we're going to be having catering there as well. So Free dinner. Uh, free dinner for you with some good music and uh, just a good cause all the way around. And uh, that's going to be at Connected Life Christian Church, and that's 2500 Northwest 5th Avenue, Boca Raton, Florida. Um, you know, you can find details for that on our page as well. And for those of you that don't know what RAW is, that's Recovering Artists Worldwide. Amazing group of, of sober musicians that all have. Good, good people all the way around, man. Good, good-hearted, good kind people with a great message through music, man. So come check us out on the 18th. Uh, actually, I'm pretty sure that Mel is talking about maybe bringing some of your guys' uh, IOP and maybe even some PHP guys out to that. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, we, we spoke about that a couple weeks ago, yeah. Right on. Right on. So uh, before going to break, guys, uh, you know, we were talking a little bit about, you know, uh, for the addicts, you know, um, that might not be able to go home for the holidays or just holidays being a a tough time around family. 
And, uh, you know, the name of the show is uh, Shattering the Stigma. You know, a lot of times family family members don't realize that, you know, us being addicts, especially uh, if we're new in recovery, um, we're already full of shame and guilt and uh, going through a whole process of, uh, you know, learning how to uh, work through that and uh, going through steps, le- learning how to deal with those feelings and, uh, you know, make amends and stuff like that. So um, for family members out there, you know, if you have a loved one that may be in, you know, uh, rehab, sober living or coming home for the first uh, first time, you know, I think it's really important. And I'm sure Mel, Steve, um, you guys can attest to this as well. You know, when you're early in recovery, uh, we're really sensitive. And, yeah, there, there may there may be issues that need to be addressed, but um, there's a way to uh, do things in a way not to do things. Um, do you guys want to elaborate on that a little bit? Um, I mean, for me, I think one of the things is to have a bit of understanding, <coughs> excuse me, a bit of understanding um, for, as, as an addict who has, had, who has attended many um, dysfunctional family functions, um, understanding that a lot of our family members, I'm going to speak about mine, a lot of my family members were quite damaged themselves, um, addicts, alcoholics, um, a couple of them uh, dabbled in recovery um, in 12-step and have gone on to their own versions of recovery which are I find odd but it's uh, the quality of their lives is better so you know bless them um, but understanding that these people I think you know a lot of it is serenity prayer big time you know <clears throat> we can by our example show them how we've done and how we become what we become through our programs of recovery and our journeys. Um, we can't change them. We can accept who they are, love them, or not. You know, we have that choice. I have I have certain family members who I have chosen to break connection with. Um, I have, you know, certain family members that I've grown closer to. Uh, but just to know that nobody is perfect and, you know, accept them for who they are and understand that you know a lot of people out there as well are not well what about you Mel? yeah i mean i agree with what steve said i i think that um you know we have to remember that and it's been said uh, so many times but i think we failed to, to heed it that you know addicts aren't 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 bad people getting you know becoming good people they're, they're sick people getting better and and you know, there, there's a time to deal with some of the things that have happened uh, in the past, but, you know, when we're together and we're finally, you know, you have your sober uh, recovering person at home, you know, for the first time maybe in a while, you may just want to enjoy that time with them. And the same for the addict. You know, he, he doesn't want to place the blame on anyone else, and I think that's a big big thing in recovery. If, you know, the focus is always on what we can do, you know, as recovering people or what recovering people can do to, to make things better, you know, because that's all we really control is ourselves. And Steve kind of mentioned it too, you know, that's the focus, you know, enjoying the time with your family, enjoying time with each other sober, and, and you know, when those things come up in the future, then you can deal with them, you know, but there doesn't have to be any any shame or shame and blame like we like to say. You know, that's, that's the reason why the steps are set up in the order that they are too, you know. Exactly. Um, you know, like if you're, if you're on your first step and going home for Christmas... Um, don't be making don't amends. don't go home and try to make no major amends, man. Because yeah. there's there's a reason we go through the steps in order and we learn how to do that. Um, but anyways, we're getting ready to wrap it up here. Um, you know, one thing I want to say is a lot of people 
um, if, if, if the addict that you love is saying they want help, a lot of times family is telling them, no, wait till after the holidays, we want you home. I strongly, strongly encourage you when that loved one of yours is looking for help and saying they want it, get them that help now. Reach out, 419-971-KICK. We'd be more than happy to help you, but if they want help, get it now. Yeah, because that After desire the holidays will change. could be too late. Yeah, Amen. absolutely. All right, so Mel, before we wrap it up, I was just wondering, uh, could you give us a little bit, you know, your contact info and, uh, you know, how people can get a hold of you through the program there at Phoenix uh, for admissions and stuff like that? Maybe sure, your website we number. Website. It's phoenixresolutions.com. It's P-H-O-E-N-I-X. R-E-S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N-S dot com. Um, you can give us a call. We have an 800 number. It's 800-705-1302. Um, you can ask for myself or, or any of the admissions staff. Just ask for admissions. You know, and we can tell you a little bit about our program. Um, you know, see if we can get you the help that you need. Um, you know, and, and 2017 is going to be a very big year for Phoenix, you know. Uh, the Phoenix Resolution. So. <laughs> we can't wait for some of the new programs and to be able to share that with everyone. And and again, if if you didn't get the info that Mel said, you're always welcome to call us four one nine nine seven one kick, and we will definitely get you in their hands. And for our listeners, I just re- uh, wanted to remind you, you know, uh, we are Fuck Heroin Foundation. I am Mama, I'm uh, Frankie here with Mama Dukes, uh, Steve. And if you're out there listening, you know, go on our page um, and comment that you listen to us on tonight's radio show, and uh, somebody will private message you uh, to send you out a Christmas present. But we want to know who's out there listening and uh, actually um, connected to our to our social media as well. So if you're out there and you're hearing this, go to Fuck Heroin Foundation on Facebook and. Uh, comment that you heard us on uh, Voice America Shattering the Stigma. We got something for you. We love you all. Can't wait to talk and, and show you what's going on next week. Alright guys and if uh, like I said, if, you know, if, if nobody told you today they love you, we love you. Thank you Mel. Thank you Steve. Fuck heroin. And fuck heroin. Fuck heroin. Thank you for being part of the show today. Be sure to listen next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Shattering the Stigma on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. You're not in this fight alone. We're here to help.